time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. The Retirement Roadmap Podcast is on the air. Once again, Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. He is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. Glenn offers educational workshops and courses throughout Greensboro and the surrounding areas. If you'd like to find out more information about those, visit the website, greensbororetirement.com. Again, that's greensbororetirement.com. Glenn, we're going to talk about facing the realities of retirement planning on today's podcast. You all set? We are, Walter. Let's get going. <laughs> Let's do it. The uh, realities of retirement planning, I would say, are different than they were maybe even a decade ago, let alone if we were comparing to the previous generation, perhaps. I want to talk about some of the realities that affect how we need to plan, Glenn, what those differences are from just a couple of years ago, how that impacts us on that day-to-day planning perspective. And certainly you're the best person to talk about this as you're meeting with folks all the time and have been for many years to talk about and plan for retirement. The first reality we must face is a double-edged sword. It's both a good thing from a, I guess, life standpoint, but a bad thing maybe from a finance standpoint. And that's that we're living a lot longer today, Glenn. Right. You know, we, we start thinking about, you know, what are we going to do and how are we going to live and where are we going to draw money from and, you know, in, in retirement. And one of the things that comes to mind, you know, for folks is Social Security. And when we think about Social Security and the history of Social Security, you know, it was created back in the 1930s. And when we think about, well, what was that program like back then and how is it different today? Well, and certainly it's evolved over time. But you know, one of the main things was that when you look back to the life expectancy back then, I mean, people weren't really expected to live beyond, you know, 65 or so. And so today, once you've reached the age of 62, it's very likely that you're going to live into your 80s and possibly even into your 90s. There's about a 25% chance that you live to your 90s, you know, if you lived into your 60s. So it becomes a scenario where you start thinking about, well, golly, if I actually retire, you know, like around my mid-60s or so, and I could actually live another 20, 25, maybe even 30 years, or maybe my spouse, you know, does if I don't. And that becomes, you know, a significant amount of time where you don't have a job and you don't have a paycheck that's coming in. So, you know, that's a real reality that we've got to face and make sure that we've got plans to make sure that that money can last and to be able to enjoy yourself and enjoy all of those years that we now have with the increased life expectancy. Yeah, that's a great point. So not only are we living longer, which equals maybe more money spent in retirement, which means better plans for how we're going to make that money last that long. We've got something else that's working against us from a financial standpoint, but follows the same line as the fact that we're living longer in that it's a good and bad thing. Good from a lifestyle perspective, bad from a finance perspective. Retirement is now a much more active stage of life, but that can come with a big price tag too. Well, it can, Walter, and that's an important thing to to be aware of. You know, I'll oftentimes have conversations with folks and, um, you know, we start talking about things and a lot of times they'll come in with the idea that, gosh, when I retire, I'll I'll be spending a lot less money because I'm, you know, I'm not going to be driving to and from work. I won't be eating out as much and and all those kinds of things that, you know, they kind of think about like I won't necessarily have to have my clothes, you know, dry cleaned and this and that. There's a a lot of expenses that come along the way, you know, with working and doing and not, you know, they just say, well, I'm not going to have that when I actually retire. And and so then I, uh, I kind of pause a little bit and I say, well, let me ask you a question. What days of the week do you tend to spend the most money? And they think for a little bit and they go, well, that's probably on the weekend. And I said, that's exactly right. I mean, that's what that's the answer that I get for most people. And so when you're retired, 
most of the time, you know, most days start feeling like and seeming like, you know, Saturday and Sunday. And so, you know, that's a good thing. And it can also be a challenging thing. I mean, we want to be able to enjoy ourselves and having more time, but we also want to be aware of and we want to make sure that we keep our lifestyle in the realm of what we've been planning for and anticipating. And it's very easy to kind of go a little bit overboard and start spending, you know, more and suddenly I'll, I'll, then you can get yourself a little bit <laughs> out of balance and and then begin to worry a bit. So it's like you say, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, it's a good thing. You just have to, you know, balance it, you know, properly and make sure that you're planning for all the things that you're going to be doing. Yeah, it's a good point there, Glenn, as well. So these first two points, facing the realities of retirement planning, certainly have to do with, you know, kind of that lifestyle in retirement. But it's not always, you know, that kind of conversation. Another reality that's different now, even than just uh, this one, especially even just, you know, 10 years ago, it used to be, Glenn, you know, you had your retirement date and, you know, it was okay, I've had this amount of years and you were working, 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 and then boom, you know, cold turkey, hard stop, work life is over, retirement begins, but fewer people are kind of pulling that, you know, cold turkey transition. Well, no, you're exactly right, Walter. We see it a lot and more folks will say, you know what, it's, I really want to just, you know, start slowing down, but I don't want to just completely stop. You know, I mean, a lot of folks really like what they do or they like the idea of staying active and still getting compensated for their efforts, but they might not want to work as hard or as many hours. But, you know, the idea of being able to work maybe part time or, or possibly utilize the skills and the knowledge that they've gained, you know, and create maybe their own consulting business or something like that, where they can um, do a little bit of work, you know, and still feel active and still earn a little bit, which helps obviously in a, in a couple of ways. I mean, it keeps you young as you keep your mind going, but but also, you know, the longer, you know, you put off tapping into your retirement assets, the, you have a better and better chance of making sure that they last longer and that you can do more with them as you uh, progress into the retirement years. So it's a big one. Remember that quitting cold turkey is just, uh, it's okay that that's not the norm necessarily anymore. Or it may still be the norm, Glenn, I guess. Maybe it's just become more popular to do the subtle transition or move into a secondary career or that kind of thing. Would you still say that it, most popular is still sort of reaching that retirement date and flipping the switch or have the scales truly tipped there? I would say so, Walter. I mean, where it really is one of those scenarios where folks are maybe doing it on a gradual basis is if they're thinking about or they're actually saying, you know what, I want to retire a little bit earlier than what I originally thought. You know, and if you have somebody who's maybe in their early 60s or or maybe their late 50s and they're thinking, you know, I'd really like to retire, you know, I've, I've got enough saved, you know, and then it becomes a scenario where they're starting to think about, okay, well, I know if I retire this, you know, completely at this age, then I've got so many more years that I've got to make the money last. But then one of the other, you know, big things that comes into play is, you know, well, what are you going to do for your health insurance between, you know, you know, whatever age you are, like say you're in the late 50s or early 60s, you know, until you get to age 65 where you then would qualify for Medicare. Those are some of the challenges, obviously, with everything that's going on in our culture today. I mean, there's a lot of conversation around health care, but there's not a lot of certainty around that conversation. You know, it, it's, you know, there's some goods and bads about, you know, the things that are going on now. But almost everybody has the sense, and if you listen to the politicians in Washington, there's an awful lot of sense that there's probably going to be some changes still coming, but yet nobody knows exactly what those are going to be, and that can create some of that anxiety, and, and that might you know, keep people working a little bit longer, or maybe you know, even if they, they don't work full-time, maybe they just you know, cut it back enough that they can still maybe get some benefits or have access to some plans you know, to, to keep that in place. 
Yeah, it's a good point, Glenn. I think these are all important things to be thinking about. So don't feel alone if you're wanting to draw back a little bit more slowly from work, but also don't feel alone if you're still more traditional and that you've got that specific retirement date and you're going to go from that 40 hours a week to zero. <laughs> it's okay. Both sides of the equation often will uh, be in play there. So just be uh, remembering that, certainly. So fewer people are quitting work cold turkey. That's one of the realities of retirement planning. And obviously that one is going to be very dependent on your your job and the style of your employer and what you do in your everyday working life. Some will be more flexible than others to pull off a little bit more customized withdrawal from the working life. One other reality that we should bring up here, Glenn, in this conversation is that the current investing environment for retirees is more challenging than it used to be. Is this even the case from... You know, if we go back a decade or so, we're talking about, you know, the end of the 2000s and the financial crisis, certainly. That was pretty challenging. So does this one have merit? Well, I think it does, Walter. I mean, you know, whenever you're thinking about being in retirement, I mean, you're and if you have a lot of your retirement assets are tied to the how the markets are doing, you know, it's always going to be a challenging place. You know, one of the things that is different if we go back to like, you know, the 2000 or even in, you know, mid 2000s is, you know, where are interest rates? I mean, interest rates are, you know, even though they're beginning to rise, they're still at really low levels. And so in the past, you know, a lot of people, you know, felt like they could retire and earn a lot more interest than what they can in today's traditional products. Then that creates a little bit of a challenge in terms of, well, I mean, if you can't earn as much interest on certain things, and then that means, you know, you maybe want to try to earn a little bit more somewhere else. And depending on where you turn, you know, I mean, you know, more often than not, when you're going for a greater rate of return, oftentimes you go for more risk. And so that becomes something that you really kind of watch yourself if you're, if you're, you know, stopping your regular paychecks. That whole uh, scenario, it, it's just kind of a, a cycle that, you know, when you're going through in your mind, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to get there? And that's where I, you know, I always suggest to folks, I mean, you, it's really a good idea then to start having those conversations with a retirement planning you know, type of advisor. If you're actually living in retirement rather than just saving for retirement, because when you're in preservation and distribution, your strategies are going to be significantly different. How you position your assets is going to be, you know, different. Those are things that are challenges. But if you're getting the right advice and you're working with the right strategies, they're still very solvable. All good points, Glenn. So if someone's struggling to maybe face some of these realities of retirement planning and struggling to see how it's different from just a decade ago, or maybe they're even saying, well, this is how my folks did it and they had a successful retirement. So this is how I'll do it as well. How's your response usually for folks who who have that opinion or feeling? Well, for me, when I start hearing those things, I want to ask more questions, right? Because we don't want to, we don't want folks to arrive at a conclusion when you know it's been this kind of a you know surface thought. So you want to really dig down and you know go deep and make sure that it's like the you know do you understand what you're doing and do you understand the consequences of these decisions? And those consequences could be good consequences or they could be challenging ones. It just depends. But you really want to just look at it and say, number one, are you the same people that you're comparing yourselves to? You know, maybe you have different outcomes and goals and you know and concerns than what they did. Certainly. You know, if you go back, you know, a number of years, the environment, you know, can be, you know, significantly different. So there's more to it than just thinking, oh, well, I know somebody who did this and this is the way they did it. And so I'll just do that. That might work out, but there might be a little bit more to that 
thought process and the building of strategies than just that. And I always encourage folks, you know, let's put everything on the table and let's look at all the pros and the cons of everything. And where are you and what is your current plan? You know, and and then we look and say, well, that is that sustainable? Or if this happens, you know, could that cause a problem? And if the answer is yes, then it's like, okay, well, what's going to be our strategy to make sure that we cover that? And so it's a process of not only asking questions, but, you know, looking at all the different options. And, you know, like I say, I always tend to start with, you know, let's put everything on the table and let's consider what your options are. And then we'll, we'll slowly rule things in and rule things out and then develop that plan and put your individual puzzle together in a way that is solid and that you feel comfortable with and then can sustain you throughout your retirement years. Well, if you need some help with your own financial plan and you're new to the podcast, let me tell you how you can get in touch with Glenn Wasseller. It's very easy. If you like the old-fashioned way of picking up the phone and making a call, you can do that. 336-AREA-CODE. 291-3535. Again, that's 336-291-3535. And always online at greensbororetirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. Look for the button that says free consultation at the bottom of the page to schedule your time to meet with Glenn and talk about some of these things that might be impacting your financial life. Are you prepared to face the realities of retirement planning? Good conversation to have. And Glenn, we thank you for engaging with us today on this topic. Lots of fun as always. And we'll do it again next time. All right, Walter. We'll see you soon. Take care. That's Glenn Mosseller. Walter Storholt here. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap. 